Last time, the party had been split. Vamok, Relandir, Val, and Luna had been transported to the plane of an ethereal, Tentiver. Now, having secured their return, having freed the soul of Luna's mentor, the Kin Katagas, they paid a heavy price to the god of wisdom and the keeper of the dead, though they were successful in making Vamok a godborn. Now, after days of unconsciousness, after not knowing whether their friends would awake, a series of noises and voices alert Mick, Bartholomew, and Brynja to their friends awakening in one of the upstairs rooms of the tavern. Did y'all hear that upstairs? It's I think I I think I heard something from the rooms. Could it could it be them? And Bartholomew jumps off of the stool where he was having a delightful meal with the other members of the party there. Um he jumps off the stool, books it upstairs to see if something's happening. And Mick falls as well, obviously hearing this. Mick and Bartholomew run up the stairs and burst into the room to see all four of their friends, Luna, Rolandir, Vamok, and Val, awake, sitting up in their beds, albeit a bit confused, shocked even, some more so than others. Goodness gracious, you've awoken! What happened to you? Uh, honestly... Ooh, and Rolandier kind of like almost falls out of bed and he, he reaches out to steady himself with his right arm and you notice there's a stump on the end of his arm, his hand missing, and he kind of sits himself back up on the bed and looks down and starts kind of caressing it with his other hand just and then looking thoughtfully out the window. Uh, Luna has leapt out of her bed and is just kind of backpedaling up against the wall repeating who are you where is this who are you all now now i didn't get to spend too much time with you luna but we're all here at lairolt's love we're just the fine proprietors of this here establishment you're one of us did something happen to her in there as well i'm, I'm noticing your arm there really dear doesn't look like you're okay but does does she need some help does anyone know uh, it, do you have do you have that body still yeah uh, the ones that we made yeah, for Of course, Cad. it's downstairs. Just it's uh, sitting in there. Uh, go get him. Um, Bartholomew doesn't look twice. He's gonna go grab that body. As you run back down into the parlor and then book it downstairs into this summoning circle, you see an elfkin getting to his feet, brushing off his robes and looking around, quite confused. Uh, can I assume that you know Luna? Luna, she's here. Yeah, she's with us. And he books it upstairs, pushing past you. It's going to be the third door on your left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Brynir's doing at this point, if he's still in the parlor. Brynir had actually been heading up the stairs at the same point. Uh, Bartholomew was running down, kind of interested why he was doing that, but continued on his way to the, the room where everybody was at. So then Brynir arrives almost at the same, just right before Cad actually bursts past him into the room, and Luna recognizes this elfkin. Oh, good. And she just bursts into tears and falls to, like, she just is pressed up against the wall, and she just, like, slides down onto her backside, and Cad runs over and embraces her and seems to be whispering to her. Vamok is still sitting up in his bed, I presume, hasn't moved, hasn't said anything. He's just sitting there thinking, as as he is wont to do. 
He's not really looking in anywhere particular. He's kind of using his ears and his hands a lot. Because as you look at him in the eyes, you see that they're... Well, one, you see his body is different, much different than it was before. It looks a lot like Kelmiase. Um, blue skin, you know, like patterns are kind of crisscrossing his skin. Looks like scar tissue, but it's but it doesn't look like it was inflicted from a weapon. Right? It's just always been there. And he has milky white eyes. So as he looks around, not saying anything, not seeing anything, he stays quiet. So basically in Vamok's place where you would put this Goliath is now a slightly shorter maskin. Was it Vamok's body that originally reappeared, or was it this shorter maskin? The body's never left anywhere. But they transformed guess, as they woke yeah, up? Yeah, so that's my question. Last you saw him, he was a Goliath. Okay, cool. cool. Gotcha. And Val? I think Val is sort of, uh, having like watched Luna forget who she is, um, he remembers the conversation that he had with Tentiver, and um, tries to remember... Catasandra. I guess you would try to remember her if you had anything to reference. It's like trying to remember someone you've never met. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, he just kind of like puts that aside um, and steps very carefully over to Cad and says, she doesn't remember who she is. Um, I think probably you are the best person to be with her for now. She does. She does. Don't worry. It's just time has been stripped away. Wait a moment. What the hell is going on? I understand the change in the, the Goliath, but what is wrong with all of you? The god we visited saw fit to teach us a lesson. I do not know if it was amusing for him or if he really thought he would change our ways, but he has taken something from each of us. He has taken my sight from me, and from the others, I cannot tell. Are Vamok's eyes still there? Oh, you said he has milky white eyes, so clearly his eyes are still there. Okay, yes. Cool. Reese does not happen to have his hand on him, does he? Rolandir has no hand with him, no. Oh yeah, Rolandir. Rolandir has no hand with him, okay. Um, and then we got it, it didn't get cut off, it's just gone. Well, I know. There's. I was looking up regeneration. Unfortunately, I am not a bard, so I can't actually help you anyways, unless the panacea thing works. Um, however, looking at Luna, Bartholomew says, Now you said there's something wrong with her memory. Well, I've never tried this before. Generally, I use this, the, I use this mixture to help people forget things, but it really does just mesh with the memory it could be possible it could have some effect i honestly i have no idea do you all think that could be worth trying how permanent do you think this effect is i think it would be best cad speaks up as he gets to his feet that i have some time alone with her and i'm sorry who are you my name is Cadagas. i assume you're the one that they went to retrieve i yes he was luna's mentor and bastion for quite some time now if you'll all excuse us, I know this is a difficult entrance, but healing must happen, and it will take time. And with that, Cad steps out of the room, leading Luna along. And he's right. Healing does take time. And that's what's going to happen now. As time passes, we'll focus 
first on Rolandia, then on Vamok, and lastly on Val. So Rolandia, you can fully decide, and it will affect this group, how long you take to reconcile with your new self and what you do in this time. Well, I think for the first few days after returning, Rolander tries to go about his business mostly as usual, not taking too much time to think about or focus on his own injury that has been inflicted on him, and and instead focuses on other things around the inn, kind of tending to them, but as the days wear on, probably for the next, I'd say probably about a week, week and a half has gone by by now, he's starting to spend a lot more time outside, and one day he's out there with his sword in hand, he's set up some bags of wheat and various fluffery that he can be striking and practicing with, and it's not going superbly well, and he is just out there until he eventually sees Brynjir walk out. I don't know if he's chopping wood or exercising, but he tries to call him over. Depends on the time of day, his workouts in the morning. I just know he's not wearing a shirt. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, is this shirtless Brynjir or deep V Brynjir? Uh, shirtless. Definitely shirtless, Brynjir. So he's already got his swole on. He's dabbing the sweat mm. off his brow. <laughs> uh, he, he's pulling an Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's coming back with a full tree in his arm. On his a completely unused up. chainsaw. Brand new. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls out to him, and he's getting frustrated, you can tell, with this. Brynjir, get over here. Yes, Godborn. I need help. It's, it's not working. I trained for years purely to know how to fight well honestly i thought i'd train both hands equally as well for out of fear that something like this might have happened but i don't know practice with me would you and he tosses brynir just uh, a training sword that he has uh, on the ground next to him uh, brynir catches it and says of course and he starts kind of doing some basic maneuvers with him coming for front attacks and guards and parries and as he's doing this, you can tell it's rather awkward still for his hand, despite him being out there for hours over the past few days. I don't know. How long do you suppose it's going to take before it can actually be useful again? We're supposed to be going out and hunting the rest of, well, ultimately the ethereals, but I don't think I can even take out a common bandit. Well, I know that in your state, you're not going to be much help in that. It could take up the months. It depends on you and the amount of training that you want to do. And at that, he kind of throws his sword into the ground with it just sticking into a pile of dirt nearby. <sighs> I don't know. I guess I thought this setback wouldn't be much of a setback at all, that I could go on as normal, but I guess I just hadn't realized how much I depended on that part of me that could just go and take action. Kill something if it needed. Defend someone if needed. Honestly, I don't know how much use I am to anyone right now, but you, I'm going to be counting on you a lot more now, I guess. You've always been an integral part of our group as far as, honestly, just doing whatever needs to be done and doing it well. I think perhaps very, very shortly, your skill set is going to be called on to do more than, well, I think perhaps any of us know. 
I wouldn't be too sure about that. You all are very strong, despite the adversities that you have faced. We will get your arm in working order. We just have to go back to the basics. Well, I think you're right. Time... Time will set us right. I think I can learn it again, but... Damn, it's frustrating. Loss is frustrating. Adapting. Changing. That's how you win. Speaking of adapting, can I... And he kind of looks around him a little bit, checking to see if anyone is near them to overhear. Um, seeing that it's pretty clear. Can I tell you something? I know we've come to this grand conclusion that we're going to be hunting down these gods and taking back Egadon's claiming our own destinies as it were but something that happened with Tantavir he was saying things that I don't know it's making me question whether or not we are indeed on the right path whether we should be seeking this vengeance of sorts well I honestly do not care one way or another about these gods and if they die or not. But I am going to be of no use to you if you do not tell me more. Well, honestly, it seemed as though he was extremely aware of our plans. Seemed disappointed in us, as I would expect he would be if someone knew that we were planning on eventually coming to kill them. But the fact that he knew, why wouldn't they all know? Why don't they all gather forces or even individually come after us and stop us? Because we, quite honestly, are nothing compared to them at this point. Perhaps that's why they don't. They don't see us as an honorable threat yet, but I think it's just making me realize how much work we still have to do. I don't know if we'll make it. I feel like the thought that you're not going to make it has always been there. You always knew the risks going after them. Whether or not he's the only one who knows, for all we know, they all do. He, But he is the god of, of wisdom in the dead, isn't he? Yes. Yes, perhaps that's something. Well, either way, I think I'm thinking too much. And he picks back up his sword and starts going back to practice. Thank you, Brynja. He continues to train and working on various maneuvers and, you know, just other tasks that he has to relearn how to do with his non-dominant hand, whether that's fine motor skills, writing letters, cooking even. And he is drawn one evening to go and talk to Val. And so he goes and he... It's around late evening time and is Val I, you're gonna have your own time but for the most part does Val like to spend time in his room or is he kind of out doing stuff I think in in a very strange turn of events Val has bounced back very quickly and has been out and about practicing intent and being not sociable necessarily but very uncharacteristically happy okay then one of these times, perhaps when they were practicing intent together out uh, behind the inn, as they're walking back in, Rolandir asks Val, You seem to be taking this all very well, all things considered. Honestly, I have expected you to be in your room crying. Not that that's a bad thing, of course. 
Well, yes, I suppose. Um, to tell you the truth, Rolandia, I don't rightfully remember what it is I've lost. Really? You can't feel anything that's missing, a part of you gone? I'm certain there is something, but specifically what that is, I don't know. Interesting. Well, I mean, you did... Could we hear... I'm trying to remember what Val had said to Tantavir when what he said he gave up. Val offered his grief. I don't know if... He didn't do it quietly. I don't know if you would have heard or not, but... Y'all weren't really, like, next to each other when that happened, so... Okay, okay. So he doesn't know specifically. Well, whatever it was, it seems to have given you an added measure of strength from what I can see, which is good. I think we can get all the strength we can muster at this point but really you feel no i guess physical difference obviously but nothing else missing from a part of you i offered tentever my grief he has taken that and much more i suspect well that would make sense if you did take your grief and perhaps if that was exactly what he was thinking for you then you can count yourself lucky that you took nothing more but i think it's best if we start planning our next moves, who we should potentially target next. Have you put any thought into this matter? How many more on our list, exactly? You know, numbers never were my strong suit. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, is, <laughs> is it two or one? I think it's two. Aspects? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's two. You still have Destira's aspect. Wait, it was three, wasn't it? Wodum's aspect, Miralag's aspect, and Vale's aspect. Oh, four? four? Oh, we have Four? I, was, I wasn't counting what's-her-face, Quenberg. Quenberg. Three not counting Quenberg. No. Okay. Ah, gotcha. <clears throat> we have three left. Well, four, if you count Lady Quenberg. Well, I. it makes no difference to me which of them we kill next. Will we be able to get to them at all? I haven't... I don't know what state Luna is in. Yes, we haven't seen her for quite a long time. I hope that cat is able to hopefully spark some sort of memory in her about who we all are. Honestly, if she doesn't get back into this, I think we're kind of stuck in our place. She's really been the key to at least our introduction to these beings. Have you had any I don't know inspirations as far as how maybe intent could help restore the memory? I haven't heard cats speak a word about it. I have never heard of intent being used for such a purpose. That does not mean it is impossible, but something like that would be Probably well outside of my pay grade. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not harder than transporting oneself. We know how much trouble can cause can come because of that. But memories could be tricky. So I agree. We might want to put a bit more thought into that before we actually try it on potentially one of the most powerful beings in this world. Indeed. Well, anyways, I'm going to go grab something to eat from Bartholomew. Care to join me? Uh, yeah. And Rolandir goes on his merry way, feeling a bit happy, but also eerie to see Val in such good spirits. So we'll say all in all, Rolandir takes probably the better part of three to four weeks before he's feeling back on top of things. All right. Good month off. That's good for you. It's a long hiatus for us. Good for Bartholomew to get uh, some more patronage at Leirotz's love. Oh, yeah. it's probably popping and after a month. <laughs> patronage he does get. Not popping as maybe you would <laughs> like, but as it were. definitely due to his proactive advertising and successful marketing during the time in Bastion, word has spread about the inn, and the odd wayward traveler does make the occasional stop by. 
In this time, however, what does Vamok do? <sighs> okay. For most of the first day, Vamok keeps to himself, meditating, thinking, feeling, trying to come to grips with his new situation, both in terms of what he has gained and what he has lost. One evening, within those first few days, he comes to the table where everybody is sat, eating some food that Bartholomew has made, and he says, Do any of you know how to summon a familiar? Uh, I do, yeah. Would you be so kind as to teach me? I think I can do that. Thank you. <laughs> Humility. <laughs> the mock frightens me. I love him. So, shall we do this after dinner then? I see no reason why we can't have dinner and a show. <laughs> Everyone is welcome to watch, but it is a long process. That is true. I am afraid you would get bored and want to leave. It would not be much of a show. Bartholomew, how much beer do we have behind the counter? Now, we have a fair amount of beer, I will say, but unfortunately, I have not had enough time to get an appropriate brew going on, so this is going to be that cheap... I bought it from some guy down in Bastion. I'm, I'm a little ashamed to serve it, but we got to get the drinks flowing here. So I'll tell you what, I think we got about a cup or two of my good stuff, and really as much as you want to drink of the other. It doesn't matter. He needs to train. Yes. The warrior is correct. I do need training. Well, I didn't mean for you. I meant for us. I was talking about Rolandir, <laughs> not Vamok. <laughs> <laughs> not how Vamok took it. Regardless, yes, training is in order. Well, if you would be so kind as to show me if there are any written components to this, it will not be a problem. I have ways to temporarily perceive my surroundings, but a familiar would make things much easier. I, I will get my spellbook. And Val will, you know, scurry upstairs and grab a spellbook he has not looked at in a very long time. If Bartholomew brings over some drinks, as Rolandier is about to take a drink, he's actually going to uh, put his arm on his and say, None for you either. Let's go. Ugh, fine. <laughs> and so over the next however many hours or day or however long it takes, Vamok very awkwardly and as best as he can, very patiently learns how to ritual cast the find familiar spell. Can I assume that my panacea thing that removes all curses, diseases, and poisons and restores all hit points will not actually remove the curse of not being able to see? It's not a curse. Cool. So I'll have to wait until I'm level 17 to heal you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, quick question for the DM. How much leeway do I have in saying what form my familiar would take? All the leeway. Okay, I just, I, I just wanted to know because the creature I have in mind isn't like specifically listed, but it doesn't <laughs> really make sense. It's not an octopus. It interestingly <laughs> enough was an octopus. 
Vamok comes out of his chambers after casting the spell, and he's got an octopus stuck to the back of his head. <laughs> I was going to say on the front of his head, just... <laughs> this is his face now? These you are my <laughs> eyes now. It's <laughs> oh canon. Sweet, we're going. What animal do you want? You just see oh. this list no, of um, octopus. I would like Vamok's familiar to take the form of a vulture. I like that cool. a lot. And so Vamok starts walking around with this thing, getting used to seeing oh through God. this vulture's eyes. For the time being, he's also working on uh, something else. It might take a little bit of doing, but he goes out every day to be out in the elements. To He's, he's out there training. He's not really... He's not keeping what he's doing a secret. Anybody could come and find him, but he is taking some time uh, to be alone, to try to become more in tune with his new powers of intent and to become more in tune uh, with the elements, earth, wind, fire, and water. <laughs> However, after a week or two of his training and whatnot, he does enter the tavern and via his vulture, looks around. Is it like on your shoulder or something? Yeah, yeah, it's just like... I'm so excited to see the interactions between the Mox Vulture and Val's Owl. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be friends. So and it's it's probably a vulture on a smaller scale. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a... <laughs> With a six-foot wingspan? Unless it's in battle, and then it expands into this huge thing. Ooh. You know. But he does come in. Uh, he comes into the inn. And he looks around, and he sees Mick and Bartholomew chatting it up at the bar, you know, exchanging stories. He says, hmm. Bartholomew and Mick, you are just the people I need. Would you be so kind as to assist me in my training? Well, of course, Vermark. I knew this day would come. I'd be honored to train you. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is appreciated. I can tell by the expression on your face. This is going to be jolly. And you, Bartholomew, do you have a moment? Well, of course I do. I am just glad that you felt comfortable enough to ask me. I think you give me a good amount of time to think about it. I don't believe there's any sort of physical ailment that cannot be cured. You give me some time and I'll, I'll figure it out. That is good. I may be in need of your services today. Please follow me. And he goes back outside, waiting, holding the door open for both of you, waiting for you to follow. Bartholomew will follow. Mick follows. He leads you through a path going off into the forest not very far from the inn definitely nothing sinister but soon enough you come to a uh, and soon enough they come to a clearing almost like an amphitheater slanting hills going all the way down to a flat basin at the bottom along the ridge at the top are decent sized boulders each of them kind of perched atop a lane that would lead it right down into the middle. Vamok turns to Mick and Bartholomew, and he says, Now, 
I will go down to the middle. If you would be so kind as to roll the stones down at me at random, it would be appreciated. And Vamok goes down into the middle and temporarily dismisses his vulture. I am ready to begin. Bartholomew looks down and says, Now, I know that you are a capable man, Vamok, but are you sure this is a good idea? It is the only way to develop my senses. Okay, then. Don't have to tell me twice. We'll go, too. You'll never know where we are. And Nick goes up to the ridge and goes to the back of where Vermark is facing and rolls down a boulder. Okay. Vermark, in true Avatar The Last Airbender style, is going to try to use his newly formed Mazkin connection with the elements to try to sense where the rock is coming from and then stop it. Great. Roll for intent. The mock's first intent roll. Aww. They grow up so fast. (laughs) Not gonna lie, when Bartholomew said, I believe that all physical ailments can be cured or something like that, I was just like, oh crap, he's gonna start breaking out the essential oils. (laughs) Selling them to us. (laughs) Have you all heard of hibiscus? This here is peppermint juice. Cures appendicitis. (laughs) I've seen people miraculously cured from lethal wounds just by smelling it. Rub a little bit on your forehead. (laughs) You're good. You're gold forever. Okay, that is a 30 on the D20 and a 42 on the D100. Though it's difficult, you are able to get glances of perception from these boulders as they roll toward you. They inflict glancing blows on you, but you are able to dodge out of the way of all of them as you get your first view of the world through the lens of the Earth. This training carries on for how long? Um, Not this session, but I mean in total. This training, other similar exercises and things to help Vamak uh, hone in his connection with the Earth to develop this tremor sense um, goes on for I guess the rest of the month uh, as long like Vamak will continually do it he'll go out there every day as much as he can before the group decides that it's time for the next mission alright in this time you all see Cad he doesn't interact much with anyone offers sparse conversation and merely takes meals and leaves, never staying to eat. And none of you see Luna. Now in this time, what did Val do? Great question. As I mentioned before, Val is fine, it seems like. Uh, Didn't really have a period of any sort of down experiences after waking up. I think initially he probably, you know, like puttered around the inn a bit. Uh, trying to make himself youthful, trying to find things to do, and very quickly grew bored of that, um, given that I think, and you tell me if this is accurate or not, Ryan, his intent ability at this stage is such that he can do, like, meaningless tasks like dusting or repairing things without really, like, batting an eye. So he he gets very bored of that very quickly, I think, and um, seemings himself one day into his old identity that I don't think he remembers why this is the disguise that he chooses for himself. 
but he knows that it's familiar. Uh, so he, you know, puts on his Valentine Eventide disguise and goes out into Bastion just to sort of get to know the city and see what there is to see and just, I think, sort of reacquaint himself with his love of humans, uh, which, again, he doesn't know why he feels that way. <laughs> he just knows that he does. And I think in doing this, he sort of becomes aware of um, this cloak that he has that has all of these just horrifically gruesome stories on the back of it in Mazik that he doesn't know what they are. And um, eventually, maybe after a couple of days, not very long, um, approaches Mick and just kind of shows him the cloak and says, uh, you, are, you are a storyteller, no? Does these names mean anything to you? Well, Val, don't you remember? You're the one who embroidered them into your cloak. Don't you remember Ifran or Lerotz? I, I, I know their names from the back of this cloak, but I, I don't know them. Was they important to you? Well, they were they're very important to me, and even more so to you, I would say. They were your friends. They were part of our company once upon a time. Do you not remember? No. I don't. What happened to you, Val? Well, to be perfectly honest, I, I don't much know. I, When we were in that place, in Tentifer's realm, he asked us to make an offering of ourselves, and if we matched his offering, we could keep what we had offered, but if he felt we had not offered enough, he would take more. I, I offered him my grief over those I had lost, and, uh, well, it is speculation purely at this point, but perhaps he took my memory of them as well. That would make sense, considering the questions that you're coming to me with. All these people who are on the back of your cloak were your friends. All of them were actually very good friends, almost family, I would say. Do you remember your family? No, I don't. I see what has happened, and I see that the wounds that you're incurred with are deeper than flesh. It seems that they have taken your memory of everything. You cannot feel grief, so how could you feel the joy that you experienced in the past with all of your friends? Like Ephron, like Lerotz, like Kanyes, like so many others before you. Those names are embroidered on the back of your cloak. They may not mean much to you now. But they meant a lot to you before. And they were good heroes. They were good people who we miss and who taught you, I would say, out of all of us the most. And it's a shame to see that you've lost so much in thinking that you're actually giving up something that would burden you before. I'm sorry, Val. I think that out of all of us that you've lost the most. Well, if I have lost all of these people as well as my memory of them, I suppose that is probably true. I, I wish I could say I felt sad about it, Mick, but I don't. I... I feel fine. And I don't feel like I should feel fine, but I do. I can't tell if that's a, a blessing or a curse, my friend. I suppose time will tell. Um, if, if you would, Mick, it, it seems to me that there's probably a lot more to these people than just... Their deaths? Oh, yes, of course. I could tell you about their lives. Yes, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, so Val will, you know, listen to as many stories as Mick wants to tell. Is Mick playing his lute during these storytellings? 
Um, I was actually thinking that if this was going to happen, we had an interaction. The yes, I would be playing my loot a little bit, and I'll be sharing a ditty. Yeah. And also, this is canon, not for Chris, but for Mick. But he's already written some ballads about uh, those yeah. who died. So <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Val, Val will consume all of them uh, very avidly. He is a, a lover of a great story. And I suppose the only names and memories that still completely elude you are those of the Sulacel family and Katasandra. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also a one about that. I don't know much about Katasandra besides what Val has said, so I'll say that much. But keep in mind, I was your mother for a really long time. So <laughs> I know that a lot is about true. her. <laughs> You d- you did live in my house for a good a good chunk of time. You pick up a thing or two, you know, especially when the diary is right there. Yeah. Um, can I talk to Cad? Is that an option? Yes. Okay. Um, you catch him probably one time after he's leaving Luna's room to to fetch something for her or whatnot. How how is she doing? Oh, she'll she'll live. We're working through things, and I think once you're all ready, she will be too. I can't quite say for certain exactly what damage has been done, but it seems her memories had been stripped completely to before she knew what she was. So, she has memories of me, but she doesn't remember the incident with her father and Bastion when I, at least, found out that she was not God-born, but godless. And she does not remember you all, though I've done my best to illuminate her. Well, sir, we can all perhaps begin again with some more positive first impressions. Hmm. Uh, I I would like to, to get her something from town. Is there anything that you know that she enjoys? hesitant, but uh, if you do go into Bastion, look for a boy. His name is Rick. I actually can't guarantee that he's still there, or even alive. But he's an urchin. Was, at least. In the time that I lived there, and Luna did as well. If you can find him, perhaps he can deliver some memento. Uh, What does he look like? Like any urgent human boy, uh, greasy black hair, gaunt face. It's been years. Valmas, I'm sorry, I wish I could be of more assistance. No, no, uh, you are doing plenty, I imagine. It is um, exhausting work. Uh, okay, Val will then, if it's not too late in the day, or whenever the next day, go in Sebastian to look for this Rick character. Alright, what do you undertake then? That's a great question. Um, I think Val will sort of like very cautiously no, you know what, he's gonna he's gonna seeming himself to look like an urchin, um, so that he won't, you know, spook everyone else who lives and looks like that, um, and just sort of begin carefully asking around that community about anyone named Rick. Okay. As you do poke around someone a 10 year old boy tugs at your your shirt sleeve 
and he says, Are you are you looking for Renderick? Uh, <laughs> I was going to do Val's disguised voice, but coming out of nowhere, that was going to be really weird. But I'll do it anyways. I am, yeah. Um, he, he got wind that you were asking around about him and he wants to see you, whoever you are. Will you take me to him? Yes, of course. And you are led down a veritable maze of alleyways until you come to a dead end beside an inn where a small hovel is constructed. There you are met with a number of boys and girls in their teenage years, all a bit ragged, carrying makeshift weapons. And one of them emerges from the hovel, kind of waves them down, and looks at you and says, You're you're looking for me? I'm, I'm Rick. Nice to meet you, Rick. I'm Val. You familiar with a girl by the name of Lunavra? He honestly recoils at that name, and he says, What? <laughs> what? How did you... <laughs> who, who are you? Like I said, I'm Val. <laughs> I'm a friend of Luna's. And what do you want? Uh, well, her old teacher, Ked, told me to find you. His eyes go wide at this, and at this point, his, like, tough guy persona has completely dropped. <laughs> Great. And it's like, that's, that's impossible. <laughs> what? 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 Why are, why are you here? Well, I, I, I asked what I could bring Luna, and Cad said you. Bring, bring me? Yeah. Or? Do you want to see her? And Cad? He looks at you. For just a moment, a long moment, before shaking his head. And then he moves into the hovel. You hear him like pushing things around, and coming back out, he has a book that's pretty nicely preserved, not too grimy, and he says, um, Here, I, I doubt she'd want to see me, but you can give her this. Been keeping it for her. Uh, Val will very delicately take the book. I, I'll give it to her. If, if, if she asks for you... She won't. Do you want me to come back? She won't. You should go. Bell will nod and take the book and go back to the inn. It's a solemn, silent journey, this walk. And when you do arrive back at the inn, it's well into nighttime. There are actually a few patrons that Bartholomew is tending to. and Brynir and Rolandir and Mick are helping out as well. And as you go upstairs... You see Cad leaving Luna's room, shutting the door quietly on his way out. You're back. I am, yeah. Uh, I got a book. Interesting. From this Rick character? Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, frankly, I'm surprised he believed me that, uh, I knew either of you, but, um, here. Or, I don't know if you want to give it to her. You can go in and leave it by her bedside. She's asleep. Real quick, though, he like puts his hand on the door to stop you from opening it. When you uh, when you mentioned you knew uh, me, uh, what did he look like? Uh, he was rather shocked, I think. That's rich. Yeah, go on in. All right, I'll I'll go inside. It's dark, and you see Luna sound asleep in a single bed, a little empty nightstand beside her. Okay. Um, I will place the book on the nightstand, and then if, if she has not been tucked in, I will tuck her in, and then she I will... Hasn't been tucked in. Oh, there we go. <laughs> now she has. 
And then I will um, summon the Archbishop and just, you know, set her down um, by Luna's head. As you um, leave the room then, Cad is still there and he says, Why don't you make your way downstairs before heading off to bed? Tell the others that the inn should be empty by tomorrow. Don't house any patrons tonight. I think once Luna sees that book, once we all get together in the morning, there's going to be a reckoning. 